And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, what's up? Super genius, how are you? Terrific. Is porn stars practice? Nope, they never have sex unless it's on video. The X at 105.9. Filling in for Mark Madden, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. Here on 105.9 The X, and I want to thank, first of all, everybody for participating in our really weird all-hockey show in late July. It somehow worked. We're going to close today's program with some Steelers talk and veteran beat writer Dale Lolly. Hi, Dale. What's up, Dan? Oh, not much. We're, we're getting ready for training camp next week, right? That's how it works? Yeah, so am I. I, uh, you know... I just got done installing a, a dishwasher that I was not supposed to install. Uh-oh. It was supposed to be installed for me. Um, but that's the you know the things that you do before you get it. Yeah, you try to get everything else done. everything else out of the way. Uh, let's start with the, the the hot topic as it relates to the Steelers, and that's of course James Harrison's remarks uh, related to Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick and everything else here. And we've been over James. James is James. He's about himself. But at the same time, uh, is there any validity to the concept that Mike Tomlin needs to be better with discipline? Forget comparing him to Belichick or forget the context that Harrison should be the last guy talking about it. Well, yeah, I mean, they can always be better. I mean, if you don't win the Super Bowl, you should try to get better than what you, you know, have been doing. And the Steelers didn't win the Super Bowl last year. They, didn't, you know, they haven't won one with Mike Tomlin since 2008. So obviously, you know, there are things that he can do better. Uh, that said, um, who would you rather have? What give me? You know, people say, "Oh, Mike Tomlin's not a top ten coach, not a top fifteen coach." All right, name me some names of guys you'd rather have, and I'll poke holes in, in those guys all day long. Right? Because you can do it with everybody, and you can even, you know, Belichick makes mistakes. They all do. No, 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 no. Dale, actually, yeah. Bel- Belichick has never made a mistake. I disagree completely. But that's- uh, he's he's <laughs> never made one, and he's never had a, any discipline issues. Other than having a convicted murderer on his roster and a known uh, party animal who has missed tons of games at his other tight end position over the same years, other than that, no discipline issues. No, never. Um, it's it just you know, if you win, what you're doing is right. If you don't win, then, then you're open to criticism. And Mike Tomlin knows that. Uh, he'll be the first to tell you that he, you know, he didn't do a good enough job last year. He's not going to run away from it. I mean, you know, he wants to win every year. That's the thing about the Steelers. You know, some teams say they want to win every year. The Steelers really believe every year that they have they have a shot to win the Super Bowl. And they act on it too. I mean, look and, at what they did in the preseason yeah. with the Vance McDonald trades with Joe Hayden. I mean, that was a team that was. You know, it's funny how the only people in town who rolled their eyes at the concept of the Steelers "quote unquote" going for it were the Steelers themselves, right? Right. Yeah. It, it just. It, they want to. They do. They they try to win. They're they're going for it every year. They really are. I mean, there has not been. I mean, this is this is going to be year twenty six for me, and I've seen them miss the playoffs uh, just a handful of times. I've only seen three losing seasons. That's incredible. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, there's just it doesn't happen in sports. It's like the inverse uh, of the Pirates. If the Pirates really, were inverse, really to borrow is. a Neil Huntington line. Yeah, it really <laughs> is, and and you know, and, and Kevin Colbert will tell you, you know, hey. The, the the one time that they've had a losing record with him as the GM, um, you know they got lucky and Ben Roethlisberger fell into their lap. Right. But thanks. They, thanks know, in large part to Mister Rooney. Right. Yeah, but that wasn't the you know that wasn't the plan to, to be picking eleventh. They would they would have much rather been picking you know thirty second. 
like they would rather do that every year. That's what they want to do. Well, how, where does where does the discipline rank? I mean, for you'd think that as much as it gets discussed, that it's like number one with a bullet on their list of problems or issues. I don't I don't see it as a big problem. I think it gets more attention for the Steelers because they have some star players. If you know, if it's pick somebody. Uh, and I'm just going to, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Vince Williams. Okay. If, if Vince Williams does some of the things that Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell have done, does anybody pay attention to it nationally? I, w- I would say it's, it's unlikely. I mean, it, playing devil's might, advocate here with you, yeah. that I would, I would throw out that, you know, I think some people didn't appreciate Mike Mitchell jumping up and celebrating a tackle that was made 27 yards downfield. And that's all well and good. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I'm just always throwing those, that in. You know, there's always people who who question those. Things. You know, it's the same people. So you should flip them the ball when you score a touchdown, and you know, don't have any fun out there. Or you know, whatever. Okay. Well, it's the that, same people that forget that Lynn Lynn Swan and John Stallworth were the first to have a coordinated. Yeah, they celebrated celebrated in the, the end zone. Right, it, they it, they did, but that that just get yeah, that yeah. just gotten buried. Somehow Chuck Noll overlooked it. I, who knows. Um, but it happens. It happens in, with every team. Uh, you know, Gronkowski celebrates. Does Belichick go nuts? Tom Brady celebrates. Does Belichick go nuts? No. You let them be. Let them be who they are. Um, now, can you can you make the can you make it so the team is more structured? Players love structure. Yes, football especially. NFL, yeah. Yep. In every NFL play or every NFL team has structure. But Mike Tomlin allows individuality within that structure. Um, if you saw the story that came out over the over the winter, it was actually in the spring this year. Uh, there was a former Patriots player complaining that there, none of the players have any fun in New England. Oh yeah, I mean Danny Amendola just said basically the same thing in, in yeah. an interview this past week. They have no fun whatsoever in New England. Now the fans will say, "Well, so what? They're getting paid a lot of money." And therefore, you know, and they're winning. So what they're doing is working. Well, that's all. That's great. But you know, I think at some point you should enjoy your job, especially if you're playing a game. Turning our I mean, attention <laughs> to, to, I'm sorry, to turning our attention. I'm trying to change this subject so badly. I'm sorry that I even brought that's it up. Right. It's become such a ridiculous thing. Uh, turning our attention to actual stuff that'll actually happen at training camp. Where is the the level of pressure on James Conner, or does it even exist going into this camp? Um, I don't know that there's any real pressure. Uh, it, it, honestly, it doesn't matter drastically what he does in this camp in terms of what he does, how much he plays this year. Mm-hmm. Right now, he needs to stay healthy. There's pressure on him to stay healthy because. You know, obviously now you're looking at next year and saying, okay, is he the is he the feature back of next year? I don't think that he is, even if he does stay healthy. But he's he's rededicated himself to uh, to, to sculpting his body. Is uh, I talked to him, uh, you know, a month and a half ago at, at uh, before minicamp, and and you know he told me he had lost you know a bunch of weight. He's he's obviously leaner. Uh, he looks quicker, um, but we've seen other guys, you know, remake their bodies. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So it's, you know, it's always interesting when these guys try to tweak what they have. Uh, some, and again, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. When Martavis Bryant came back from his suspension, everybody noted, oh, boy, he looks really, uh, you know, he's really thick. 
uh, he's really gotten stronger. It didn't help. Um, no, didn't make not for what he was doing. Player. The same thing with when Jarvis Jones tried to bulk up, and it just went nowhere. Yeah, I mean, you know? some guys some guys gain weight, and it doesn't help them. Some guys lose weight, and, and it doesn't help them. Uh, you have to find that happy medium. For James Conner, it's not about whether he's quicker or whether he's stronger. It's about whether he can be available, and that's the biggest thing for him. Um, it seemed like every time he got five carries last year, he was limping off the field with something. And, you know, he, he, he's, he's his biggest critic. He knows that he has to stay on the football field. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's going to be his biggest issue you know, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing that coaches will tell you about a player, uh, is the most important thing is availability. And if you're not available, you're no good. I don't, it doesn't matter who you are. When you look at this rookie class, and this is something that you wrote about for our site that's actually at the top of our site uh, all day today, uh, is there one guy, not so much long-term, because it wouldn't be fair to say, well, what, you know, who's going to have the biggest impact over the long-term? You're almost always looking at the quarterback in that case, which would be Mason Rudolph, obviously. But who's the guy that could maybe be the biggest immediate impact because of position availability or need. I mean, is it Terrell Edmonds? I, I would probably say it's James Washington. Hmm. He's gonna get he's gonna get the biggest opportunity. Ahead of Eli the, Rogers. The the number three receiver is, you know, the number yeah. three receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and you know they they drafted this guy in the second round. They they obviously like him. Uh, he he can play outside, and that's going to be a big thing because you can move move either Antonio Brown or Juju Smith Schuster to the inside, and and you know the, the chances, the opportunities are going to be there. Nobody thought Juju Smith Schuster was going to get many opportunities last year. All he did was you know put up over 900 yards. Um, so in this offense, um, you know you you look at it. You know Antonio Brown's going to get his passes. You know that, that Le'Veon Bell's going to get his share of passes. Between those two guys, you're looking at 200 catches. But that still is going to leave, you know, another, what, 150 to 200 catches that have to go somewhere. Uh, now, I happen to think that Vance McDonald's going to be a big part of that. But, uh, you know, I think that, that if James Washington catches, let's say, 35 passes for 500 yards, he's had a pretty big impact on this offense. Dale Lawley, the veteran Steelers beat writer for DKPittsburghSports.com, is my guest. Dale, is there any way they're going to bring in another inside linebacker? And I put in giant parentheses here Lawrence Timmons, although I know Navarro Bowman is still out there. Is there any chance that they could still bring in one more, even if it's just for depth depth purposes? I don't see it happening at this point, Dayon, unless they have an injury. Um, You know, they pretty much have made it obvious that they think Lawrence Timmons is done. Um, he did not have a great year in Miami. He did not. Year. Not that that, not that that was a surprise for anybody. Um, you know, Lawrence was a, was a guy who understood the system here, uh, knew what he was doing in this system, and and therefore looked better here than he did last year. And I think last year showed that some of his uh, speed and explosiveness weren't quite what they they used to be. I mean, he used to be oh yeah, just lightning <laughs> right, quick, lightning quick. Yeah, uh, and and strong and powerful and, and explosive, um, you know. So they're going to go, I think, with what they have. And you know, if they get into this situation, you know, injuries change everything. Um, and the fact that you know Navarro Bowman is still out there and nobody has signed him. Yeah, there's something and, going on there. Yeah, right? it tells yeah. me that either maybe he doesn't want to play football anymore. If you can remember, he he forced his way 
out of San Francisco last yep. season and went across the Bay to Oakland mm-hmm. and actually played pretty well for the Raiders, but he, he hasn't gotten any kind of interest uh, in the offseason. Another guy that I like is Gerald Hodges, and he's another Penn State guy. Uh, but he's, again, you know, kind of a John Bostick. He's not quite as Yeah, I was going to say, are you are you yeah. upgrading or are you even adding significant depth? In? I, right, I, I, and that's the, that's the thing. Oh. John Bostick, I think, is going to surprise some people. See, that's, what, that's actually, you're, you're stealing my next question here because all through OTAs and minicamp, you and I saw that Tyler Matikiewicz was getting all the starting reps. Tyler, uh, I, I spoke with him after one of those sessions, and, and he basically blurted out he's ready for this opportunity. He's not presuming it. Obviously, the kid is like unbelievably humble and modest. Uh, but I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I feel like I'm unfairly judging him, knowing that he had the major shoulder injury that he tried to play through. But I, I still, I would rather see some kind of actual competition there. Can Bostic still beat him out? Oh, it's going to be a competition. There's no doubt about it. Um, and I think it's just going to, play, you know, they're going to let it play itself out. But they have enough respect for Tyler Maticavich that they weren't going to just hand John Bostic the starting job. He had to come in and show that he's he has to come in and prove that he's a better he's the better option. Uh, and honestly, I don't know how much you're going to see two inside linebackers on the field at the same time. Well, that's actually the the probably the bigger point here, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're going to see it some. Obviously, you know, when you're when you're playing Jacksonville, you're going to need to have two inside linebackers on the field. You're going to have to stop the run. But, you know, they play their, their nickel and dime defenses 75% of the time. Right. You only have one inside linebacker on the field in those kind of situations. So, you know, it's going to be the safeties. It's going to be, uh, you know, we'll see if it's Morgan Burnett. We'll see if it's Terrell Edmonds. We'll see if it's Sean Davis. There, there's, a, there's a lot of different candidates there. Um, but Bostic, to me, is their best option as a coverage linebacker. He actually is very fluid in space, drops his hips well, and does all those things that that I'm sure that your listeners are listening going right now. I don't want to be bored with this with this scout talk. <laughs> they want to but, talk about AB's Facebook yeah. Live video. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. But you know, it just he he is he is much more fluid. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was a second round pick in the draft. Uh, he has better pedigree, a higher pedigree than any of the other inside linebackers on their roster. Right, that makes sense. Well, that's going to be the number one thing that I'm looking for here. You can look for Dale Lawley's coverage of the Steelers 365 days a year on DKPittsburghSports.com. Thanks for being with us, Dale. Appreciate it. Oh, no problem, Dan. And thanks also to Lance Lysowski, our baseball guy, for getting in touch with us from Cincinnati. And thank you for pulling this off. Because we did it. Other than those two segments, the guest segments, we went for basically three hours of solid hockey talk in late July. I don't know if there's like a trophy.